listening to Cleveland and Beyond with Andy Bellman and Jared Watson, brought to you by Evergreen Podcasts. And we are live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. He's Andy Billman. I'm Jared Watson, and this podcast is brought to you by Waiting for Next Year. Check him out, original Cleveland sports reporting at waitingfornextyear.com. Also, coming soon to Evergreen Podcast. Hey, the Browns with their defense, man, their defense. Yes, their defense, and an outstanding performance from Olivier Vernon. Remember him? Yeah, well, they won yesterday. Talky Talky had himself a game, a little pick six action. I know, I know. Uh, Mr. Consistent and underappreciated Denzel Ward, uh, he helped out big time too. He's the one who set up that pick six, actually. And uh, the Browns ended up beating Philadelphia 22-17. to We're going to recap that game and look ahead to Jacksonville. Cleveland says goodbye to Tristan Thompson, the Cavs. I'm a little sad about that this morning. And the Buckeyes <laughs> went against a scrappy, uh, uh, scrappy uh, Indiana University. And, and what, 40, 42 to 35, that game yep. was just, we'll get into that. But, yeah, first, we will. but first, your second place, second place in the AFC North, seven and three, Cleveland Browns. Cleveland Browns. How's everybody's coffee tasting? Oh, mm-hmm. man. Let me I'm, taste, I'm, I'm, taste mine. I don't normally drink my coffee before <sighs> I eat breakfast. And uh, I had to this morning. I am, I am ready mm. to just curl right back up into bed, wow. Andy. Well, I, I, I'm feeling a little energetic. When you're seven and three and flying towards the playoffs <clears throat> and this team this team victories that we I mean, such a new Browns. We've been so stuck in the mud of awful for twenty years. Yeah, you of kidding. just bullshit and you know, even helmets flying in two thousand two. I mean, we've seen a lot of crap. This is such a team right now that's on their way. They have a long ways to go, but this is a on their way type of team victory, which I had a feeling this was what it was going to happen. Yeah. Now it didn't turn out. Now in between, there's some stuff I wasn't expecting, but this is what I was expecting. Olivier Vernon can't believe he played as well as he did. He took his game to another level. That was great to see. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we've been saying this on this podcast forever. For people who, who doubt or who question Denzel Ward, don't ever come on social media or anything else anymore. Denzel Ward is really that good. And he is playing at an unbelievable um, level. Taki Taki, we've criticized him heavily on the show. I certainly have. Hey, kudos. His first half and that pick six was wonderful. He had a great game in this day. But, Jared, it's even things on this team of where it's a team game. Scottish Hammer has a big punt. They put him inside the two. And then multiple plays later, safety, bam, changes the game. Even those plays right now are being made. Those are the type of plays that win you games. Scottish Hammer knows to get the ball inside the five. He does. The team receives the ball. By the way, I've been crapping on special teams. You will not hear this on my podcast. I thought special teams had their best day. Yeah. I thought Prefer had those guys ready. Peoples-Jones looked better. He didn't look perfect. He looked better. And Johnson looked great during kickoffs. I it, it, This team is doing the small things. There is no style points. I'm going to get into Mayfield and some certain things, which is not – he's certainly not perfect. But but this team just keeps chipping away, and they find ways to win. And, you know, I, I, I just want to state again, this team effort, how every week someone else comes in and does the job, how everything adds up, whether it's a Scottish hammer punt or it's Chubb getting those yards and short yards, and then bam, 54 yards down the sideline. Jared, it all seems to add up. It's not falsified seven and three. No, my big story no, it's, it's, it, it's a real deal seven and three, and they yeah. are a seven and three team, right? They still yes. have improvements to make um, that, that 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 they can they can get better, and we're seeing some of those things happen. We saw it on defense yesterday. Olivier Vernon has slowly been becoming more consistent on yep. this team. This is his yeah, third game in a row where he has recorded a sack. So it's not like he didn't show up a little bit last week. Right, and the week before. This is three weeks in a row now that he has gotten himself a sack. And so what's he, you know, the, the three yesterday were unbelievable. Um, I was listening to, I believe it was Daryl Ryder mentioning too, that the Olivier Vernon issues may have been coming from uh, some injury stuff and that that kind of got in the way of his play. I can go. I can accept that. I can. It would make sense because the guy is a beast and there's no reason for him to not be playing well unless there is something going on. Now, we can also bring up the fact that it's a contract year and that might matter, too. Uh, But at the same time, at the same time, 
Um, I, I, I really think that Olivier is just starting to feel more comfortable. I really think that, uh, you know, Daryl might be right on that regarding his, well, he would know better than, 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 than me. I know that much, um, that, that some of this stuff had to do with, um, some injury issues, some not feeling, you know, hundred percent issues. Uh, the rest of the defense though, boy, I, I got to tell you, Andy, up until this point in the season, I would have never expected the Cleveland Browns defense to be, uh, the, the focal point of a Browns win in the sense that they really yeah. controlled they I mean they put up the points for the team they the, the turnovers the points that they put up everything that they did the defense we can say that the defense possibly won them that game I think the defense did win them the game actually yeah. I mean um I actually want to specifically <clears throat> hit on um um, and, you know, Marissa brought up a good point, so I'm going to start here too. Yeah. This night and day compared to last year's defense effort, once again, was Garrett. Was Gar- yeah, and again, Marissa McCool on Facebook. And I was actually going to go a step further. For people who didn't see, uh, Miles Garrett was tweeting throughout the game. And it, was really ma- and it was really a presence on social media, which I thought was really was cool. emotional this, too behind those tweets. I yeah, mean, yeah. Was- he, this is a team. I'm telling you, this, this is a team. And I, I just think, this guy does not get enough shout outs. I'm going to do my soapbox moment here for Denzel Ward. Because Garrett was out of the game, you could feel Denzel Ward's presence on every pass. He was frustrating the Eagles receivers. His tackling has improved tenfold since his rookie year. You and I were nickel and diamond that, and we should. He wasn't tackling as well as his rookie year. Well, and he was Look putting how, himself at risk the way that he that's was my tackling. Point. I mean, he had those head injuries, and that scared the shit out of me that he wasn't going to be able to have right. himself a full career. But he learned. He's improved. He's gotten better. He finished as a pro bowler his, his rookie year, folks, and he's improving. I'm telling you, I really think Denzel Ward is an elite defender. Yeah. And I think because of Miles Garrett, he's not getting enough of a praise. I want to praise him today. Denzel Ward is just as important at, at times as Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett's one. If there is a 1B, it's Denzel Ward. Denzel Ward is huge. He really, really, he was all over the map yesterday, Jared. Well, all over he, the place. he's definitely the anchor in the secondary. He needed to be. Um, Denzel Ward come flying in and got the hand on, got the hand on Wentz's elbow. The ball is errant and thrown off to the yep. side, intercepted by Taki Taki, ran back for a pick six. You, I mean, that was just beautiful. The whole way it was executed, yeah. the way that Ward came flying in, dude was just on fire. Dude was on fire. What are you going to do? Way, and then did the same a- thing. And then, and then, and then got, like I said, got, got, got picked on with a stupid Oh, just an awful I, – I can't stand that P.I. call. I think it was terrible, especially with the missed P.I. call on Higgins in a, in a few series earlier. Uh, the P.I. call on on Ward was just atrocious. He he did not do anything other than trip over his own feet and fall down behind the receiver. There was no reason for that P.I., but what did he do right after that? The next play? Interception. Shut yeah, it down. The, the, the P.I. call is the same call that we got a week earlier with um, <clears throat> Hollywood. Um, those PA these but those PI calls have been in the league now for the last five, 10 years. Um, I it's not a good call, but I'm not I was I'm used to it. Like I'm actually there as a fan. Yeah, I'm I, used to it. I, it's I, like I, a traveling in the NBA. It's like, yeah, I, I admitted mean, it. I admitted it last night when we were on Instagram at official Cleveland Sports, folks. Um, I admitted it on Instagram last night that I, I got a little bit angry at some of the some of the calls yesterday. I don't normally get pulled into that stuff, mm-hmm. but there were a lot of holdings that we saw that angered us. There could have been another safety because there was a um, there was a hold on Gustin in the end zone at one yep. point that was just yep. obnoxious. And, yep. and, and you just wonder, why are they not making these calls? Why did they not call the, the arm grab on Higgins for the for the P.I.? And then why did they call? The, it just aggravated me yesterday. That's all. I, I don't normally get into that. I don't want to mm-hmm. pick on the refs and play that whole, you know, it would have been a different story if we lost. And then we did that. Like, that's the, right. that's the usual game. I'm just right. saying, come on, man. Come on. Let's 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 make some let's be more consistent. Let's make the right calls. Let's let's it just didn't feel it just frustrated me. That's all. Just frustrated me. I'll let it go. I, 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 can, I, I can hear you on that. Vernon, back to what you were saying in, uh, five minutes earlier, Vernon did have a great day. And, you know, he needs to do yeah. this more. Um, I agree with you. I'm seeing nickel and dime. We've said nickel and dime improvements. Um, Vernon needs to do this more, though. And I'm glad he did in this game as well. I obviously needed it. I hope we would see this more. I was happy for Olivier Vernon. He needed to come up big, and he did. I had a feeling he was. I don't know why. I just yeah. He's going to come up big in this game. Well, uh, we said he had to. We said he yeah. absolutely had to. And 
Um, again, we can, we can, we're getting to the point where if he, if he does this, if he has himself a game next week in Jacksonville, then, then we can call this. He's that, that we can say that he's, that he's now consistent. He is now, I, I agree because that will be four weeks in a row. If he can have himself a little bit of a game next week too, um, and have his presence felt. He's playing better. Yeah. Um, I, uh, talkie talkie. We were mentioned, but I'll hit it again. Um, talkie talkie had a great first half. The pick six was obviously explanation point, but you could feel his presence in the first half. Second half, you didn't see him as much in my opinion, but in the first half, he really played well. Right. Um, you know, I also want to give a tip of the caps. I've been not, not hard on him, but questioning is Joe Woods. Um, Woods did a great job. I thought I saw constant adjustments throughout the game on defense. I thought you saw him really have to scheme, which was good to see. You needed to see that. When you don't have Miles Garrett, you gotta you got to press yourself mentally as a defensive coordinator of how we're going to make plays. And I really, really saw that in this game. I saw yeah. the Browns constantly doing things differently. Like, again, that Denzel Ward play you mentioned where the pick six happened, Ward was on the tight end. And to put him in that position there, now the tight end stayed in block coverage. So Denzel took off and 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 he said knock the quarterback a little bit of that goes to woods too him constantly moving around players denzel ward matching up against a tight end is smart it's a good way it's today's nfl it's what you have to do and the browns don't do well against tight ends and mac wilson is clearly still suffering after that injury so to keep moving around denzel ward to keep doing things like that really really is good and i do want to give two more Richardson, you can feel his presence throughout the game. And Okunjobi, ever since the bye, he's had back-to-back good games. Yeah, o- so Okunjobi he's playing had much better. Game too. Absolutely. Yeah, he's um, playing much better. Let me jump back over here. Uh, uh, the run game and, and jumping over to the offensive side of the ball. 13 carries, 18 yards in the first half. <laughs> and, and any other Browns team would have come back out in the second half and forced Baker to let it rip the rest of the, nope, the, rest of the game. Not this game. Not this game. No, no, no. <laughs> not the this game. Stefanski did not come out and 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 put away put put the run in his pocket and 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 try to pass his way out of it. Um, kept forcing the issue. And again, Andy, this team eventually will wear down defenders. They will wear down these defensive lines. They will wear down these guys that come with a hundred percent in that first half. And we've seen it before. This isn't the first game. This isn't the first game where it has taken a minute to get the run game going. And there you go. Um, I do think that Odell, this goes back to Odell not being on the field, does make it easier for defenses to come at the Browns early and try to stop that run game because they're worried a little bit less about the pass. They're worried a little bit less about the coverage of Odell. And they understand that the wide receiver core is just not the same without him on the field. So they can sell out on the run a little bit sometimes. And that has hurt the Browns. That hurt the Browns in the first half. I think teams are going to continue to do that. But the Browns will not stop running the fucking ball. They won't no, no. stop doing it. Period. <laughs> Stefanski is unwavering in running that ball. Well, okay. Now. I'm going to take something you said. Oh, there's a lot there. Okay. No. Running game first. Uh, Chubb. Uh, Chubb is a star. Chubb is a top five running back. He was only uh, on the There are snaps too yesterday. There's a lot of people who are said Philly fans, one in particular, who I don't think give proper respect to Chubb. Chubb is a star. We know that in Cleveland. I don't think people know that around the league. And Hunt's good too, don't get me wrong, but Chubb's better. And Chubb, if you keep giving him the ball and giving him the ball, you're going to see a 54-yard stiff-arm posterized move, and he's just going to eventually break it. He just does. He does. I've seen it his whole career. That is what he does. It's two yards, three yards, two yards, one yard, two yards, bam, 54. Two yards, one yard, two yards, bam, 54. And it just happens time and time and time again. And, and again, Chubb is a star. you got to keep feeding him the ball. Again, 22 passes to 40. That's the difference in this game, 40 carries. And, and by the way, I think they should be running the ball more. I really do. Yeah, I, that, I, I, that was – I agree. Hey, dogs pound uh, <laughs> on YouTube. Let's go. Yes, absolutely. It was a big Browns win. Yes. Um, th- they should run the ball more. Like I said, uh, it looked like Chubb was on the field for about 45% of the snaps yesterday. The issue at the goal line was that he lost a contact. That was why he wasn't out there. That was why it was Hunt that was in there. And, and then he shoe. also lost a shoe at another point. So that kept him off the field. So <laughs> Chubb had some issues with staying on the field yesterday. And that's why it wasn't, it, it, you know, there were people that were saying, why the hell do you have Nick Chubb and not have him at that goal line? Well, cause he 
because he lost his fucking contact. That's all right. Let's go back though to something. I do agree with your OBJ comment, but I don't think it's all about that. Mayfield has got to start playing better. He's got to start making these throws. I know we won. I'm going to not harp on this, but this was the first game out of the three in the bad weather games where I thought Mayfield. I know everybody felt the opposite. I actually don't think he played well. Um, that miss, that miss pass to Bryant was a huge miss. That yeah. Bryant, that, that miss pass to Hooper was a huge miss. And we got stopped on the one yard line by Hunt. So that could have been a difference in this game. Mayfield has got to start. Now we're going to be playing Jacksonville. You would hope it'd be dry track a little bit just to see, just to see a little bit of a different weather well, game would be nice. But, but I will say this. I think Mayfield does need to play better once we start getting into the Titans, Ravens, Steelers world. He's going to have to play a little better. Not a lot. He's going to have to play, though, a little better than what I'm seeing right now, Jared, to be honest. And that's a part of the reason why everybody's crowding the box, because they're not fearing Mayfield. Well, I don't blame them. I wouldn't fear him either. You don't – I I can agree with that. I will also say this, though, that Mayfield, while he did not play great, I don't think that he played terribly. I didn't say that. that I I, I think that that he has gotten himself a lot of experience now, playing three weeks in a row in wind – uh sleet and and rain yep. and and now we and in the cold it was like 38 or something like that on, on the field yesterday i, I believe I'm, i could be mistaken oh they, they the um, weather's tested so the weather we- tested. Now, well he is now weather tested and what is what i have said was probably the most important thing now granted baker did have a fumble at one point i he, I don't think he had an interception in three games now either. No, no. His interceptions are way down. He's doing much so better with that. Protecting the ball, especially on days like yesterday, which was key to winning the game. Key to shaking. winning the game. He, I, They got lucky with that whistle on the touchdown to put him Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That oh, was yeah, lucky. Yeah. I called that one. By the way, I would not be running Baker Mayfield on too many bootlegs where he's just going to take the ball and try to score. I, I don't. I, I would take that play and I would just crumble it up and throw it away because you have too many good running backs and Chubb and Hunt. I, again, I don't want to pick on Mayfield because I do think he can win this team in big games. I've yeah. seen it. I know he can. But I'm telling you, too, teams are not scared of Mayfield. They aren't. That's why they're crowning the box. It's a lot to do with Baker. And he's going to have to prove it more consistently. Now, that to be said, too, now to the other side of this, a tie game he wings the ball to Hodge. By the way, Hodge, okay, real quickly to Hodge. Hodge had a career day. His blocking was tremendous. He was a big part of that block where Hunt scored on the on the hurdle high on the hurdle side for the touchdown. Hodge was right there making a great block, leading him and getting him into the end zone. And Hodge's catching ability. If Hodge plays like that, that is a big ad. I have not seen that from Hodge in his career. I um, thought Hodge was outstanding yesterday. He, he had was. a great game, blocking and These catching. Were, and, and, and everything that he did catching the ball yesterday were big chunk plays. He averaged yes. 24 yards per, per reception, three three catches for 73 yards. That's big. The same thing with Higgins, too. Higgins, Higgins averaged again. 21 yards, you know, almost 22 yards per reception with his three. And then Austin Hooper was the same thing. Look, every yes. single one of these receptions were for 10, for 10 yards or more average. Average. Yeah. Kareem Hunt had a reception for 10 yards. Jarvis Landry had two for 23. Austin Hooper had three for 33. Spread, a team game. They were spread out. And, team oh, game. And wait, David Njoku. Uh, David Njoku didn't have one. Oh, did you have to fucking do this? Now look. All right. Now, you're, okay. Can we please not on the opening fucking plays pass the ball to him? I'm good. That's one guy. He still stinks. We don't, I don't know why he's in the game. I, I, I'm sorry. I'm there. Why is he in the game? Why? I want Bryant. I want Hooper. The other side of the ball and talk about Sandejo if you want to. Just, just Sandejo's an eyesore. Just chucking wide receivers that don't have a ball pass. The only thing about Sandejo, he's he's good for one solid tackle per game, which he had again yesterday, but everything else stinks. But he's still not good. But I mean, uh, by the way, Carl Joseph, that kid played well too yesterday. Couldn't believe it. Dog pound listening while work. That a boy. That a boy. You tell your boss, look, we. I need a little mental break day Monday. It, it's it's fucking Thanksgiving week. By the way, do people not take a break during Thanksgiving? My workload schedule is unbelievable today, tomorrow. Like, it is. Uh, I I don't know why the pandemic has just extreme the excel of working during Thanksgiving week for me. Yeah, but. I um, 
I, I don't even like I, I on it. Let me just say this. Besides the fact that I'm going to bust out my Traeger for the first time, I have not used it yet. And I got my uh, my turkey, my turkey mix pellets uh, for Ooh. smoking the turkey. Uh, besides that. And I'm not even a turkey guy. So this turkey better come out good. Or I'm going to be pissed off. <laughs> a lot of pressure. I, I a lot of pressure, turkey. bird. He just doesn't do it for me. But if I can smoke this sucker like I want to, then, then it's going to be a good day. That's the only thing I care about. I love I, I love turkey. Um, real quickly to something Dog Pounds has said to on YouTube. Here's a couple other things that are going on that's good about this win. The Colts won. Okay, but we have the tiebreaker again in the sense that if any team had to win, that's okay. Right. The Titans beat the Ravens. That was a big win for us, I thought. I thought that really, really helped out the Browns because now that puts all the pressure in the world, that Monday night football game and the Ravens have to go to pit. This is a rare time. I'm thinking yeah. cheering for the Steelers on Thanksgiving. I want to see the Ravens go to six and five. You're talking about the Ravens at six and five. And hopefully the Browns do what they need to do in Jacksonville and we'll be at eight and three. Eight that and is three. fucking huge. huge. That's a game pad. Even if you lose going into Nashville, it's okay. No. So like I, I, I'm a big poker player. And so my son and I were talking about this early this morning. He goes, why do you want the Steelers to win? I'm like, because I want players eliminated. I want the Ravens to start feeling the pressure of being eliminated. So them going to six and five would be a great thing. And it really opens up the door and puts all the pressure and chips in the world onto the Ravens in that Monday night football game. And the Ravens know it. That is, you know, these two other football games on th- Turkey Day are awful. We'll watch them, but it's it's great background. Finally, it's great background. You don't have to be – no one's going to fucking care about Texans line. I, no one cares about Redskins-Cowboys. The Redskins-Cowboys game, I'm over that. Can we just stop even having that? Oh, by the way, football club, football team. Football oh, by club. the way, there's other, like, weird connotations within that rivalry, within that game. I, know. That I don't really like either. I, I, I don't like either. But the Steelers-Ravens, even though I hate that game, and I hate watching that game, that is a game I'll be watching. That that is a game I'll have my absolutely. Eyes. That that is a game I'll have my eyes intent to. Now back to the game here on Sunday. The other quick thing too I want to get on. Um, Harrison's injury after the game. Stefanski did mention that they'll take a little more look at it. According to the Athletic, um, he left the game early with a knee injury. He returned, but that situation is going to be something to keep your eye on. I agree with that. By the way, the Athletic did a wonderful job. I think his name is Zach Jackson or Johnson. He did a great job on this post game wrapped up. I really enjoyed reading it after the game. Um, I forget it. What's his last name? It's Zach. Jackson. You're talking Jackson. about Jackson. Yeah, he did yeah. a good job. I really enjoyed his post. Doesn't he do the A to Z podcast with? I think so. Not? I think yeah. so. Um, but he did a great job with his post-game write-up. I really enjoyed it. Other thing, too, is we've been dogging him, and I want to give him props. Um, Parkey, you know, that was not an easy field goal, the 46-yarder, and no. he made it. I did not think the block was on him. I know it was a little low, but I understood why. Well, he, he had to. It was 47 That's yards. My point. It was another yard longer. He had to. He in had to. In the driving rain. On it. Yeah. In the driving rain. So I don't put that on Parkey. But no. Parkey making these kicks, does anybody miss Austin Cybert? We called it. That was a great move. Cybert stunk. Parkey being in the spot is I'm just much glad better. that you're not as nervous about Parkey as you had been in prior weeks. I, I, I like Parkey. I knew he would be okay. What surprised me was um, and I still got nervous on kick returns and on punt returns, but not, uh, not they looked all right. Uh, People's Jones averaged for five and a half yards on his punt returns. And on those kick returns, you're talking Johnson about looked better. Yeah. Johnson looked better. No, no. I, this is the first game special teams did their job and did a good job. They did a good job receiving kicks, um, return when when they were kicking off, they did a nice job containing. That was I have not felt I honestly it's been years. That was the first time I felt a complete game from special teams. Even the block field goal aside, which there was, I felt that was one of the better games. And the Scottish Hammer punted the ball well. And again, don't forget about that. The Hammer punting that ball the way they did and keeping them inside the three, putting them on the two yard line, forcing that was a big part of this game. That was oh, a absolutely. huge, huge. Huge play because you're talking about an Eagles team that one would not <laughs> stick to the run like they could have and probably would have done fared better against the Browns with. And then two, Carson Wentz does not get rid of the ball and he's standing in the end zone. So you like that's just a bad combination and it worked out perfectly for the Browns. No. Um, this is funny from Marissa McCool. I miss Austin Seibert like I miss the DeLucci and Michaels platoon. Exactly. <laughs> on Facebook. Funny stuff from <laughs> from Miss McCool. Uh, by the way, Marissa, I know you're a Gopher fan. What the hell? That was a bad call against Purdue, right? I'm not going to go on too much of a tangent here. That was a bad call. That was a bad call. Listen, you can do this on, on your I, well, I'll on, do it on, on my own platform. Another time. But I just want to say real quick, that was bad. I like Marissa a lot. But come on. That was a bad call. Um <laughs> 
Now, moving forward, we got to do this quickly today because we will not be doing a show at the end of the week because it's Thanksgiving week. So quickly turn the page right into Jacksonville. So I know, look, I've said this. I'm going to go on my soapbox about this. The Browns never beat Jacksonville. It's no. fucking annoying. Right. This cannot be this year where we fucking lay an egg against this stupid, awful organization. Well, they have got to, got to, got to, got to win this game. They, uh, there got are, to. look, Browns fans are, are understandably hesitant and calling this a trap game. I this mean, is a trap I game. I get it. It's a trap game. It you're talking a about a one, a one win team and you're going on the road to go play them. You're coming off of you're coming off of you know what, what, the Browns just went three in a row. Browns went three in a row. Yeah, three in a, three wins in a row. Like two. Oh, is it two? two? All right, I'm not. They also the Raiders. So the, oh yeah, the Raiders came off. Oh yeah, that seems like months ago. Weeks. Seems like months ago. By the way, great win for the Chiefs. Great win for the Chiefs. Point B. Um, that game, to be honest, the Raiders surprised me at how well they hung. They're in there. good. I really thought. Yeah. The Raiders really, are good. That was I a really good loss. The Chiefs should have ran away with that, but my God. The Raiders Mahomes, are improving. That Mahomes drive to finish that game was ridiculous. Ugh. Back to this Jacksonville game, though. Um, in any other year, I, I am really leaning on, leaning on my trust in Stefanski and this regime for um, to, to, to calm my nerves regarding what is regarded as a trap game by most Browns fans. I really believe that the Browns can go down there, handle business, show off a little bit, beat up on Jags, and then come home and be happy at eight and three, and and looking and looking down on on the Ravens at six and five. That's that's where I'm at. There's no reason. There is no reason that the Jags should win this game. Period. There's just not. Let's go through the stats. The offensive scoring is 28th in offense. They don't score the points. Their running game, even with a very good undrafted rookie free agent running back in James Robinson, who's having a great year. He's third currently right now in the league in rushing yards. James Robinson for Jacksonville. They are still 28th in rushing yards. They are 22nd in passing yards. Now, Gardner Minshew coming back makes a difference. Not a big difference, but he makes a difference in this game. The rookie they have right now is not good. So if that kid's playing, I mean, get, turn out the lights. But I get the feeling Minshew's going to play in this game. Um, they don't have any stars or wide receivers at all. And the defense for the Jags, they've traded away everybody, and it shows. They're 29th in scoring defense. They're 23rd against the run, and they're 20th in passing. This is just one of those games where you look at all the stats. It's a stat game where it feels like a trap. Now, here's my one or two messages. It's Thanksgiving week. I hope this team can just stay focused throughout the break because I'm with Jared. There's no excuse. There's no excuse. None. Gardner men coming in. It, it, okay. It makes a difference for sure because right now they're starting a really raw rookie. So, okay. So Minshew comes in it, like it makes a difference in this game. But again, outside of James Robinson, who again is having a, again, he's third in rushing in yards. So, I mean, he's having a great year. All that to be said, this is not close. The Browns are a far better team. This is a good tester for this coach, Stavansky. I'm telling you. Jammed week, turkey week, going south. Making sure a, these guys don't fall asleep on them. It's That's hard. It, right? This these these and I Welcome get him loaded up on tryptophan <laughs> and, um, and, and lay an egg. Yeah, dog pound asked an interesting question. We talked about this, I'll allude to it. Is Miles coming back on the Jags game? It's been a up in the air question since it came out on Friday. Um, I am planning on him not being there. That's I'm just gonna, my gut reaction. I I'm don't think he's going to be there. Not, I'm going to assume he's not going to be there either because I don't think, if I remember correctly, his 14 days doesn't come until Friday. Is that correct? It's um 10 days, and they're marking it as he can come back as soon as Friday. Right. And because they marked it as a Monday. But I, I don't know that I stuff. I don't we know. Don't. Well, we don't know how this is affecting Miles right now. Obviously, right. Um, I mean, he, the fact that he's on social media and, and doing that stuff is a good sign. Right. Um, but we don't know. Uh, you know, we can't forget what 60 Minutes just did a piece on long-termers. Uh, and how COVID yeah. affects, you know, people between their 20s and 40s uh, with the long-term effects that they have to deal with. So um, let's just hope that Miles is healthy. I'm not worried about him coming back. This is not a game where you would want to force him to come back. No, you don't you need to force him to come back, especially with the way that my, that that Vernon played uh, and the rest of the and the rest of the defense. That you don't really want to rush him back if you don't have to. Now, if he if this man is just sitting there with you know feeling asymptomatic. And has no issues. 
okay, bring him back. I just don't know. Like, we don't have those answers. We just don't have those answers. If he's healthy, play him. If he's not, don't. Um, and by the way, that goes for Nashville, too. If he's not feeling good going into Tennessee Titan Week 2, you keep him out. Don't play him until he's ready to go. I know the Browns will win this game in my heart. I just know it. I But I will allude to this. I, I This is a trap game. And I, I can feel I, I'm inter- I'm really interested to see how Stefanski and these guys handled this week. This is with Thanksgiving going down south. Jacksonville's awful. They've won one game. It was the opening week. They have shit the bed and lost nine in a row. This is not a good team. This it, is, and this is also. I know that we're talking about playing a team that is not good, but this is a very important game. Huge, need very important game. game. Need this game. You this can, can put some space between you and third place. Put some more space between you and other wild card contenders. You need to win this game. Yeah, I I will say this. Um, I I like I like the Browns to win. If the point spreads above seven, I would stay away from that for you gamblers. If it's under seven, I would be all over it. Um, I think this this magic score in this game seven. I'll say twenty seven twenty something like that. Um, I, yeah. I think I think that's the. I uh, I was looking 28-14. Um, the Browns do need to score some points. They have not been scoring the points that they have been in the past uh, earlier in the season. But, um, I, again, a lot of that, I think, came down to the weather. So we'll see how this plays out. I think the Browns score at least 28 points. I do, too. I, I think it's right now wheelhouse. Um, again, this yeah, is a and trap. It is, and it is, it's a Baker test. You're right. No, dog pound, Dog's Pound is right on, on YouTube. It, it's definitely a Baker test type of game. Uh, coming coming off of the weather games, yeah, I'd love to see something, something big on Baker. Absolutely. I would love to see in this game where something, on a, if it's dry track. Now, look, if it's weather and something, again, put it aside. But if it's a dry track, I think Baker throwing a couple of touchdowns would not be a bad thing. It would be nice, something nice to see. Nice to see him get in a rhythm because he hasn't early. been in rhythm not last. It, yeah, and, and maybe early, and then and then you just and then you just pound the ball down their throats and, and kill it the clock. Yeah, I mean, again, it's a chub and hunt show. It's the, the chub and hunt, and again, I don't think they could. I thought they could have ran the ball more. I really do. I thought they could have ran the ball more in yeah. this game. I, I, I really, really do. Um, we talked about the big game to watch. Ravens Steelers is on Thursday night. That's at 820. If you want to earmark some other games, the, the slate is not as great, uh, but there's one. Titans and Colts play at the same time as the Browns. That's a great game at 1 o'clock. We won't be watching it, but that, again, it eliminates one team. You know, I, I'm 50-50. I don't even know who I want to win that game to help out the Browns more. I guess you want the Colts to win because the Browns have beaten them head-to-head. So, but again, do you want the Titans coming in with a loss against the Browns? I don't know, but that's a big game. Obviously, everything else is kind of like whatever. I mean, I don't get fired up about Seahawks, Eagles, um, Bears, no. Packers, blah. Uh, Saints, Chief, Broncos. I don't really care. Yeah, about I don't them. really care. Uh, Chiefs, Buccaneers is, is exciting. I, I'm just not a Tom Brady excitement guy, but that's obviously a big game, and I'm not naive about that. Um, but anyways, that's that's your slate. Um, my final thought is this: this is a trap game week. But this is a total team. I do believe in Stefanski. I, again, the history of me as a Browns fan is the Browns never are able to win these games against Jacksonville. They always shit the bed. No. Cecil Shorts. <clears throat> I mean, that terrible game they played in Jacksonville that year with Hoyer. That was awful. They lost that game. Like They've had so many of these bad losses at Jacksonville. I do think this is the year they overcome that. Would not be surprised if it's a sleepy start. And again, for gamblers, if it's above seven, I would stay away from this game. I, I think the magic score in this game is about a touchdown. It's right there in this game, in my opinion. That 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 that's what I'm feeling, and I'm excited. I will say, I don't want to bury the lead. I am so excited about the Browns and seeing my son excited about the Browns and seeing him and feeling him. Uh, I'm definitely in one of those modes right now. I keep checking the standings, even though I know the standings. I'm like, let me see what place they are now today, <laughs> because the Browns win, and you just want to keep getting stats and stats and stats. And it's an exciting, exciting seven and three. My God, is it great to be a Browns fan? My God, it's a great time to be a Browns fan. It's been it's a fun. long time. It's been a long time. A long time. It's been a 20-year drought. Even in that year we made the playoffs, and even in the year with Anderson, and even, yes, the Hoyer Thursday night win. It's been a long 20 years. This is fun. This, this, is, this is now fun. Now, not as much fun for my partner. Let's go turn our, turn our attention quickly to the Buckeyes. I'm not surprised by this. I think IU is an up-and-coming team. I think Allen's going to be here for a while. I don't think this IU program is going anywhere. He's an Indiana kid from Newcastle. He's a good coach. He gets much high praise from people like um, from Coach Meyer and from others. And with what I'm seeing from Michigan, Michigan State, and Penn State right now, I would not be surprised if IU hangs around. Now, all that to be said, 
the one thing I'll lead off to and I'll let my partner talk, Penix outplayed Justin Fields. And Penix was amazing in that day. He had thrown from, threw for almost 500 yards. We'll get into why that happened. But that was a big story in this game to me was the Penix really outplayed Fields and made the game close. I mean, the Buckeyes won, but that pick six was a difference in the game in the 42-35 win. Justin Fields um, just shit the bed, really, when I it comes so to too. his play. On, on, I, so I mean, too. I know. look, and it really came down to under pressure making really poor decisions. Yep. Poor decisions. Three interceptions to two touchdowns. You cannot – I mean, this is – he only had three touchdowns. What to, to was it? Three, he had three to this point, or three in his career. I mean, he did not. The guy does not have. You're talking about a guy who was truly on on track for for Heisman consideration. Yeah. Um. And and eighteen of thirty for three hundred yards, two touchdowns, and three interceptions. Boy, it was just a bad day all around for Justin Fields regarding the pressure that he was under. Now, granted. All right, they won, and he faced adversity. And you know, it's okay that teams, uh, you know, the guys go through this stuff, you know. And at the end of the day, I don't give a shit about him winning the Heisman. I give a shit about the Buckeyes winning every game, getting into the college football playoffs, and and winning that national championship. That's what I care about. Can they still do that? Absolutely. Oh, sure. Is Indiana good. is Indiana a legit team? Absolutely. They're good. That's a good team. That's, That's a, a team, team. That, that lost to Ohio State. They only dropped. They only dropped a few spots. Four spots to twelve now. Well, they're again. They're a top fifteen team. Penix can they play. They are, and they're well coached. That's a well coached. And now we're talking team. about Penix. I will complain more about this. I think that Ohio State's secondary, and I said this last night on Instagram. Ohio State's secondary. It makes me. It makes me nervous. As nervous as their as their uh, their linebacker core did two years ago. They just look like a mess. Like they are going to give up big plays all season. It, yeah, and it's just it's, the way it's going to be. And yeah. I don't, I don't like that now. And then one other thing, I don't want to hear any more fucking complaining about the Buckeyes run game. I yeah. don't, I don't master T rushed for 170 yards, 26 carries six average six and a half. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. The team rushed for more than what, 250. So again, enough of that. Stop it. There's no yeah. reason to complain about Ohio state's run game period. I know that was a thing last week. It needs to just go away. Uh, Garrett Wilson is still on track to be an unbelievable superstar. Seven seven receptions for 169 yards. That kid is just a beast. I can't – it surprises me, Andy. It surprises me that he is outplaying Alave the way he is. Yeah. No, Wilson's a star. Wilson um, is a star. So, Ohio State, while it was frustrating and while it was ugly and while uh, Justin Fields had the worst game of his college football career – um, they still are able to pull it out. They win the game. That's what they needed to do. They didn't move in the standings. They're still sitting there at three. Uh, you know, they'll be okay. Y- you just saw some things that make you wonder. Oh boy, what are they going? What are they going to do? Because these were things that you didn't think were going to be a problem. You didn't think that, that you were hoping that that they would be able to uh, that they wouldn't give up five hundred fucking yards. I, I can't. Yeah, I, I well obnoxious. Well, so here's my full take. So I read some things on The Athletic from Cleveland.com, read some other things about the Buckeyes and ESPN too. I thought ESPN actually did a great job breaking it down. The Buckeyes do have an apparent hole right now in the secondary, even aside from that pick six. I mean, really, you can just see it all year. You saw in the Penn State game. You really felt in that game. You certainly felt in yeah. the Indiana game. What I don't think um, – I think, I think what I'm at now with this team is – was this just I use that good and Ohio State need to get punched in the mouth and that will make them better throughout the stretch? Well, I mean, that's why we watch the games, right? We'll see what happens. Right. Maybe they react and they take it out there. The Justin Fields, though, numbers to me does give me pause. Because now it's like, well, now where do they go from here? Because I want to see how he reacts here in these next two or three games, even against very winnable opponents. I want to see how Fields reacts. The Heisman stuff is done. My comparison to Burrow, well, you can bury that shit. That's gone. Okay, fine. But you're right. You're still, if you're a Buckeyes person and a Buckeyes fan, you're still on your way to big things. You're fine. And you won the game. And that's the biggest thing. You got to win the game. And they did. The other, here, here's the thing, though. This big play stuff is there. I'm, I think you're going to see this all year. They're going to give up big plays. 
Um, I um, thought it was just a Penn State thing, but it's not. This Indiana game proved it's it's more legitimate of a hole than what I Yeah, no, absolutely. They're going to give up the big plays, and they're lucky that Fields did enough to help them win. And that they – I mean, Andy, what I want to see is, yes, can Justin Fields put that game in his back pocket yep. and just leave it there? Can he tuck yeah, it away and leave, exactly. it and, and leave it in the past? Because that yeah. is what's going to be – the most important thing is that he does not bring in whatever doubts he has about himself, whatever nervousness that he has, whatever, oh, I don't want to do that shit again type feeling. He needs to just completely forget about that game. He needs to. It's got to go away. It's got to be non-existent in his mind, and he has to look forward, and that's it. And I hope that Coach Day can get him to do that. And I think he yeah. can. I think he can. I think Coach Day, I'm still saying it, I still like Coach Day and the direction of this team oh, yeah. um, overall oh, yeah. compared to compared to even even a, a few of the of, of Ohio State's past coaches. I, I really think that that Coach Day is uh, is is going to bring something special over the next you know five to ten years here at Ohio State. No, nope. um, I will go <laughs> to this to this mount too. The running game for people who thought that the running game for the Ohio State, which I heard a lot, and I mean they ran for three hundred seven yards. So yeah, you can forget about enough that. of that. Yeah, and that, yeah, so we enough. we can we can bury that storyline. That was misplayed by a lot of people in the press. That was thing, yeah. That was that was obnoxious. Um, <laughs> I, I, was, I remember when you when you talked about it. Was it last week when we talked about it? These are the last week or the week before. It it's was silly. Like, what, do you, what do you mean, Ohio? Like stop it. <laughs> I know that. I just thought that was so misplayed, and that game showed it that was the difference in this game indiana couldn't do anything on the ground um in fact i think if they could do stuff on the ground i think that game would have flipped but they couldn't right. um the buckeyes did enough there and that's in their circumstances and the running game again i think that storyline about the running game needs to be put away they don't have a dobbins zeke elliott you know Clorette guy we know that but look they have a good consistent running game 307 yards is good con- and indiana's not a slouch on defense so that's no. legitimate and, I, and, I, and i've seen master teague improving you know week after he's week, doing so. better he's doing better he's doing better i just think in this year of covid it survived in advance as anybody <laughs> will attest so yeah. you survived in advance that game the only thing i would say again and we both talked about it fields the next two or three games to me, I think is important. He doesn't have to play outstanding, but you, he didn't, that just didn't, he came off with a stench. It just didn't, just didn't feel good. Yeah, it was just, bad. It just did not. All right, I got, it. I don't want to talk good. about it no more, Andy. We're done. Oh, no. Um, oh, all right. You don't want to? No, I can break this down forever. No, real, real quickly, um, there's some bigger games coming up again this week. There's some rivalry games this week. Um, I think it's Alabama Auburn this week. There, because of all the COVID stuff, they have all these games still in their situation. I know Nebraska plays Iowa. That's now a rivalry. They're playing that game this week. So you'll see some rivalry games come up. Um, it'll be interesting to see how many of these games get kicked off. I know COVID's on the rise with many of these programs. Um, Clemson being one of them. I thought Dabo Sweeney's comments were terrible. Um, Dabo really putting the pressure on FSU. Hey, if you got a kid sick and he's traveling with the team, the doctors don't want him to play. Doctors don't want him to play. I thought that was ridiculous that Dabo was pushing back on that. Ridiculous. Um, I, I, I yeah, just don't. You know what? This is the thing. Dabo has gotten a lot of love and praise over the years, and Dabo has also put his foot in his mouth, mouth. a couple of times too. I, 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 I'm starting to really just not have a, a good feeling about that dude. Just not. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm down on him. I'm That's down the type on him of shit too. that just drives me up a wall. It I'm does. down on him too. I'm down. It's it's starting to become easy not to root Clemson. Would be yep. my comment. It's starting yep. to become easy not to root for them. All right, quickly, let's go into Cavs here as we wrap up the show. Tristan Thompson is gone. Um, kind of knew that. I I wasn't so surprised about that. I I just you know when you're at the end of your career and you want to win one last championship, I I totally get that. I would never begrudge anyone that way that happens way too much in sports i i didn't feel like tristan was coming back um loved him as a cab he's a good he's a good guy good player really um again represents uh who we are as cleveland fans shows up every day and plays hard does the things that you don't really get sexified with with you know big plays and dunks and dribbling and shooting threes that's not tristan tristan's your rebounding guy picks up defenders on a, you know, picks up the best guy, does a great job in pick and roll defense, and does the scrappy things like offensive rebounds and playing minutes. That's Tristan Thompson. He was a huge reason why they won in 16. We talked about that forever. He is going to Boston on a two-year, $19 million deal. Sounds like he's going to be signing for Turkey Day. And again, um, I was not as surprised by this. I did not think he was coming back. Again, typically, this is how it happens in sports. They want to win championships. Cavs aren't winning a championship in the next two or three years. So I get it. I, I told it. 
I don't like the Celtics at all, so I'm annoyed he's going there. But I get it. I, I mean, I totally get it. The the you, you gotta take the gotta take the money, and you're gonna have a chance to win a championship with the Celtics. I get it. I get it. Yep. Go for it. Whatever. I, 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 Sad we, to see him go, but I get it. I don't I, have I, any I get it. Bad, to be honest. Yeah, it, you know great, great cab. There's been a lot of banter about him going up in the rafters. Um, I'm on. I'm indifferent about that. Um, I wouldn't mind it. I certainly would not poo poo it. Um, I, but I'm not going to be out there leading the charge on that. Um, yeah, I that's a little much. I mean, he, it's debatable. Uh, it's debatable. He's right there. He's right there. He's right there because he's really the the last calf standing in this championship run, and he's been here forever. So well, I get it. Kevin I mean, Love too. Kevin Love too. But I mean, Thompson's been here since eleven, so he's right. finally not going to be playing for a different organization. So he's been here for the good times and bad times, and you know, bad well, times, going, good times. He's, he's going to a real sports city now. Real sports town. <sighs> Remember that shit. I don't have the time or energy today to talk about my love for hating on Boston. So I'm going to save that for another podcast. But I, 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 I just want to, I just, I just can't get over Kyrie. That's all. Kyrie. Well, enjoy Brooklyn, you know, in your championship run with, um, with, with, um, what's his name? Uh, Kevin Durant. And it sounds like Harden's, Harden's going there too, because I, anyways, whatever. Yeah. Weird, you know what? LeBron, weird LeBron goes to the, goes to the West and they all jump to the East. Strange. <laughs> Oh, the West is still ah, the, the best. And, no, I know I hear you. Anyways, last last thought on this. Um, Thompson is a great Cav, um, wonderful player. Um, I'm repeating myself here, but it should be said again. He will be missed, but this was coming, and I knew I kind of felt like this was coming, so I wasn't really as surprised as others are. Um, the other big thing that came over across last night, last night being Sunday, today's Monday, the 23rd. On Sunday, the 22nd, JaVale McGreary, it sounds like he's coming to Cleveland in a 2026 draft pick from the Lakers. He's coming on to the Cavs. It's a backup center role. Um, he's at the end of his career, so it's really nothing more than that. Um, he did start 68 games, averaging six and six, and five five rebounds, about one one or two blocks a game. But this is a pure backup. I mean, that that is what this is here, um, is they need to replace someone with Thompson leaving. So. I wouldn't uh, take any more now. Yeah, again, um, not a lot to get excited about with the Cavs. Although I would, over the next couple of years, I'm looking forward to seeing Okoro. I, I really hope that that he pans out to 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 be the, the player. That, I mean, he, there's there's some good possibilities with that kid. Look, so. we, we over pump stuff. We're definitely. I, I mean, I I I've been accused of being a homer on Friday. I was cool. All right, all right, whatever. But I'll say this: our Saturday was a Saturday, whatever. But I'll say this: the Cavs are not good. I will be rooting for them hard. This is a long rebuild to come. Yeah, yeah, not not, a, not not two, three years, the four, five years. I hope it's not Maybe, that long. It's going to be that long. But I, I Garland playing better is going to have to be one of the parts that has to make that a three-year thing, not a five-year thing. And Sexton is, I think Sexton is what Sexton is. He's a good pro, nothing more than that. Um, but he's a good pro. I mean, that's that, he's a good pro. He's a good solid pro. He's not great. Um, not going to lead your team to championships, but he'll be, he's good yeah. and love is love. Um, and Okoro hopefully will be a big difference on defense. All that to be said, I've seen this team play. I do like Drummond. Um, even though a lot of people don't, I like Drummond on this team. All that to be said, um, I still think you're talking what we're just said. I mean, I think 20 wins in an 82 win season 20. Yay. Yeah. I mean, I, it's hard. The cat. Uh, okay. Real quickly. The Cavs and the pandemic hurt, and I don't think people have stated this enough. They have not played since February. It's been a long time. Is it late March? Is it early March or late February? It's been a long time since the last tip. Yeah, It's hard. It's hard getting ramped up for the Cavs. It's hard. Cavs have a long road ahead. It's a road ahead. They can, they can overcome it, but the long road ahead in the 2020-2021 season, in my opinion. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Cleveland and beyond on Twitter at CLE and beyond on Instagram at official uh, at official Cleveland sports at official Cleveland sports on Instagram. Shoot us an email, Andy and Jared at gmail.com. J A R I D. We are brought to you by waiting for next year. Check them out. Original Cleveland sports reporting at waiting for next year.com. And we are coming soon to evergreen podcasts. Andy, final thoughts. Oh, everybody has a great Turkey Day. Um, Holly and I will be back on on Tuesday night for Set the Edge, and then we yeah. take a 
Long week off. We'll be back on Instagram tonight after the Cavs. I mean, Cavs. Jeez, tell you my brain's at. After the Browns, hopeful victory. I think they'll win. They'll beat the Jacksonville Jaguars. We'll talk about that and celebrate them going into the Titans week. So everybody have a great Turkey week. Um, again, I just can't say this enough. This is a total team effort. I think more importantly, let's enjoy this. Uh, it's a great time to be around family and friends. Um, and to have the Browns 7-3 and three in a good position to make the playoffs. Not just, a, hey, they have to have some things happen. They are in a good position to make the playoffs. I think, we, I think it's great, and we deserve it as fans. It's great. Need it. The Browns had better. Had better show up in Jackson. Better been, show up. It's been a tricky game over the years. Big, important game. Been, Big, been a tricky game. This is, it's funny, this out of the Texans, Eagles, and Jaguars take out the garbage week, this has been the game that's made me nervous. Well, because what, you're, what, what you've got to do after that game, you really need to walk out of there with a win. You it's, have you to. You have to. You'd you have, have a, little, a little bit more breathing room had you taken care of business with the Raiders, but you did not. So you have to win this Jacksonville game to make sure that you set yourself up for the rest of the season. You have to. Eight, eight and three in Nashville, everything will play out. Everything will be all right. Seven and four. Ugh. He's Andy Billman. I'm Jared Watson. Take care. Enjoy your uh, Thanksgiving. Be safe. Safe Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Take care. Talk again soon. Cleveland and Beyond with Andy and Jared is a part of Evergreen Podcast. You can follow them on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Cleveland and Beyond, on Twitter at CLE and Beyond, or shoot them an email at andyandjared at gmail.com. And don't forget to visit the website, clevelandandbeyond.net. Hey there, and welcome to the Joy of Paddle podcast, hosted by me, Minter Dial, a veteran of the paddle tennis world, and sponsored by Paddle 1969. Whether you're a paddle tennis aficionado, just beginning, or have never even heard of paddle, or padel, as it's called in North America, this is an exhilarating new show that delves into the captivating stories of notable paddle personalities worldwide. In its inaugural season, you'll be treated to exclusive anecdotes, valuable tips, life lessons, and humorous moments shared by esteemed professional paddle players, industry insiders, and passionate paddle enthusiasts. With each season aligning with the Pro Tour, you can anticipate two engaging episodes per month. The Joy of Paddle Podcast is part of the Evergreen Podcast Network, where you can find other great shows in a number of categories, such as sports, health and wellness, true crime, and fiction. To find out more about Evergreen Podcasts, go to www.evergreenpodcast.com. Vamos! Vamos!